listening to Say No More, a podcast in partnership with WTBU with your hosts, Noel and Margo. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, the welcome back song. Hello, my sweet Noe. Hi, my Mar. What is up from like the last time I saw you, which was Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So I had sorority recruitment. I'm just going to leave that at that because I can't really discuss <laughs> a lot about that. But she's an important lady is all you need to know. I am on Panhellenic Council, so it's a busy time for me being on the other side of recruitment. But I have recovered. I have a normal sleep schedule now. And I am very delighted to be here, mainly because we have gotten so much great feedback from our community about our last episode, our girl dad episode. And we're just very appreciative that everybody loved the episode because we really opened ourselves up and we say it all the time, but we love to keep it real. We love to keep it real and we love each other. So like, we just love to talk about things with each other. And if you didn't hear my like title slash theme dropping, um, this is a special Valentine's Day episode where we're talking about love in all of its forms. And we're really excited about that because I don't know about you, Margo, but like, I don't know. I feel like getting the feedback that we got from last week's episode, not that I ever really like lost the passion to like just deep dive into topics, but really reignited it because we'd been gone for so long. Yeah. So I'm hyped. I'm really excited. I am so hyped. And we are at this point, we are two days away from Valentine's Day when we are recording this episode and we've seen all of the fun branding for valentine's day and it's exciting i love the holiday do you have a favorite brand that's doing something cute okay (laughs) i will tell you my favorite branding for valentine's day like my favorite place to go the place that i get the most excited about when it comes to valentine's day is target yeah target all the way there is an instagram account that i love called at target does it again And they post, Valentine's Day aside, they post a lot of really great content. They literally go to Target every day and they post all the new arrivals. And it's just fun. And they've been posting all this great Valentine's Day stuff as well. And you can get a lot in the dollar section. I love the dollar section. Yeah. Even if you don't, well, remember when we went, me and Margo spent so much time together. (laughs) But Friday, um, we went to Target to get some snacks together. Um, and then Margot found, was it like a cake tray? Yes. That so you got? In Nashville, when I was at home over winter break, I found this $5 um, cake stand. And it's so cute. It's like lattice. It's like a, got like a lacy design all around it. And it's like, it's white and metal. And literally it was $5. And it looks so cute and so expensive, but... It was pretty cheap. What a steal. It was such a steal, and it sparked so much joy. So check out the Valentine's Day section. My pro tip is if you're someone like me who loves hearts, I'm one of those individuals that loves to decorate with hearts, check out all of your local faves, and you can stock up on Valentine's Day. Like, for example, one of my other Valentine's Day favorites that I'm going to tell you about is I have these Williams-Sonoma plates that I got last year on Valentine's Day. And they are these white ceramic like dinner plates and they have like a little heart imprinted in them. And they're so cute and you can't get them any other time of the year. And they're on sale right now for $10 a plate. And I just stocked up. Yeah, you need to check. (laughs) I just stocked up on them for, this is the only thing I bought in advance for my new apartment for next year is this set of plates because they just spark so much joy big girl things oh my god margo eating her sweet little like veggie cauliflower crust pizza on a heart plate yes it happens very frequently so i love that that's my pro tip if you like hearts and you like valentine's day branding just buy your homewares during valentine's day and you'll find some good stuff i love it what about you noe i think i'm gonna use it's not even a cop-out answer but um 
not gonna lie, me and Margot just came from there. Um, I really I like what Milk Bar is doing. Same, always. If you are in the Boston area or have like a Milk Bar near you, you need to go before Valentine's Day ends because with any purchase, you get these. We took like three each. We did take a lot. And we then took we took advantage. a bajillion like of the valentine's day cards but they have these really cute like valentine's day stickers and cards that i'm gonna like shower my friends and family with yes um and they're so cute but also and like i haven't gotten one but like maybe i need to they have their mini milk bar cake my they brought favorite. it back and it's just like this itty bitty birthday cake for thirty dollars, right? Thirty dollars, and it's cute because you—it's easy to split among two people. It's like a shareable. How romantic! Cake. Yeah, I love what romance. they're doing too. Like mm. romance for with for you with a partner, romance for yourself. Yeah, Why not? You know, romance. I would kill a baby milk bar cake. Yeah, which I did do that today. <laughs> but yours was a slice. You you weren't like quite there, you know. But the thing is, is the large slice that they gave me was the exact same size. It was pretty comparable <laughs> to the baby cake, and I paid nine dollars for the slice, and the cakes, the baby cakes, thirty two. So maybe I just get a baby. Maybe I wait. Ooh, that's tea. Doing math. Maybe I just get a slice because then if I get a slice, I can like say say I do go on a date to Milk Bar, right? Ooh, and then. I, I'm like, well, we should get cake, but then also it's their first time at Milk Bar, so I'm like, we should get cake and then something else. Yeah. But then we could get something else. Yeah, I feel like your man needs to try cake and ice cream. Maybe so. Yeah. He needs the full like cake and ice cream Milk Bar experience. <laughs> Maybe he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's my request. You are listening. You need to try. <laughs> So I guess I'm like blushing. <laughs> she's she's blushing, but I'm giving the suggestion because I ship. It's okay. Thank you, Margo. So as we go into our chat about Valentine's Day and all things love for this episode, we're gonna get started in talking about how we see and how we organize love in our minds, like our relationship with love. Yeah. So Noe, my question for you to start off with is like. What is your relationship with self-love and how has it evolved for you over the years? I know that's a very heavy question, but it honestly though, like I think at the point that I'm at right now in my life, it doesn't feel so heavy. I think that like everyone's self-love is a very like unique and individual thing and it's a very unique and individual like path to find your love for yourself. Um, but it's I think it's very important and honestly there's a difference between love and companionship I want to like start off by saying that but I think that self-love is like the most important love that you could have ever because from self-love you find like the the courage I guess I want to say the bravery to go out on a limb and love other people yeah you know like I don't I don't know if I loved myself as much as I do, which sounds so conceited, but I don't know if I didn't have the self-love that I do now, if I could like be a good friend or a good daughter. And I'm not saying I, I, I'm like not flexing like I am because that's definitely not for me to say. But she is. (laughs) But I feel like I, I am there for people because I learned to be there for myself first. And I'm always going to be there for myself. Like that's not up for debate it's me first like obviously it's so hard to talk about because I don't know I don't want to come off as selfish obviously my friends if anyone in my life needs me I'll go running to them but the only reason why I am able to go running to them and like to be there for someone is because I learned to be there for myself first yeah it's a it's so funny too because even for you to say I love myself and I am great is hard. Yeah. And I'm not just saying you, like I'm saying the general you, like going through that process of coming to terms and saying out loud, like I'm a good person. I love myself. Seriously, because some people jokingly say it, like you heard me jokingly saying it about a sticker that we saw today that said, I heart me on it. And I like (laughs) put it on my, my bullet journal and I was like, look how funny this is. But it's like, it's easy to joke about it, but to seriously 
look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love myself, that is that takes a lot of confidence and mental strength to do. It, it takes, takes a lot of work. It does. And I think because not to pull like the feminist like woman card, but I feel like it's because for centuries, centuries. Yeah. The patriarchy kind of had women being like, okay, well, your kids need to come first and then your husband and then this and that and then maybe somewhere in that you could find yourself yeah. baking and stuff. But honestly, I want to love myself and I want to prioritize my baking first. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You want you want both, girl. I want both. Obviously, like there are people in my life that I like cherish beyond like like I love people to to death, you know. Well, yeah, you can have both. You can have both. Like I can put myself first, but I could also have an order of people in my life. Not even an order, but like, you know what I'm saying? I like know people what you mean. can be super important to me. Of course. See, I'm trying to like make it not sound so hard to talk about, but just because like there's this thing in selfishness has like the most negative connotation. It does. And I think the moral of the story is that there is and I wrote a Her Campus article about this my freshman year, Woo. which is so funny because at the time, I think I was writing it to myself because I didn't, I, I was telling myself what I knew I needed and I didn't have it at that moment, but that it is, it is really great to be selfish in a way that is taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. not in a way of being disrespectful to others but by simply continuing to respect other people and respect yourself yeah respect at the end of the day respect like yes i and respect doesn't mean like reciprocation in some no situations it doesn't mean like it it you define respect in like every relationship that you're in and every relationship you're in in your life has like a different definition of that like the respect I give my dad is way different from the respect I'll give like my sister you know but at the end of the day it's still respect yeah for sure I mean when I I think about my relationship with myself and other people the difference in the difference in like just disregarding other people's feelings and then taking self-love into consideration is to say to a friend or a partner or a parent or a family member or whatever is to say like, I care about you or I respect your time, but this is what I need for myself today. Yeah. That's the biggest difference. It's such a huge difference. And on the receiving end of that, if you can like hear that and be like okay time to herself got that then I think in a way that's also self-respect for you too to understand that like I don't know people in your life are gonna need their space and maybe that'll be time for you to get your space too yeah and just breathe and relax a little bit I think not taking everything so heavy too which is like a lesson I'm always trying to reteach myself um but just being in the moment and like living your life and not feeling so weighed down by things yeah is like the purest form of self-respect when was the first moment that you felt like I have a hold on self-love like I have a handle on it was there a turning point for you and you're like and by turning point I just mean like a, an inflection point it thus far in your life because there's a chance you could have many many more turning points oh, and re-engage your relationship with self-love because it is ever evolving it oh ever evolving that's such a poetic way to put it <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> um definitely though uh i think my decision to uh go to australia and study abroad alone with like knowing no one if i'm being honest like I didn't even like care to make friends out there, which is such a like mean thing to say looking back at it. But it, I going to Australia had come at a point in time, a point in my life where I just felt so not me. Yeah. 
I think it was so hard for me to connect with the parts of my life that were very me. And side note, I'm so glad that like we really developed our friendship after like the sad point in my life or like we did it like the turning point. Yes. Because oh, it was just like oh. the heaviest time. Well, I will go off and say, which when you hear my answer in a little bit, I had just been coming out of a not great scenario and I had time to decompress after it. And when you and I reunited, we were both in the exact same like framing at the same time. It was insane. It It was crazy. It just goes to show you too that like timing really is everything in a lot of different ways. I know that sounds so open-ended and so vague, but it, it really is true because we came together and became besties like right when we both had like jumped our hurdle yeah when we both needed each other I think that's how I like to look at it yeah but then we also I don't know I feel like the universe really aligned for us because it was during a time where like we had what this like six to eight month gap where we weren't gonna see each other yeah that was like really just full of like making progress with like self-love yeah and then when we like finally had time to actually hang out in real human time it was perfection it was like i (laughs) not to be like i think you got like the best version of myself or of me but i think i i when we finally decided to like cultivate cultivate this friendship even more i think i was like a way better version of myself than like when we had our first dinner in a hundred Bay State <laughs> Bay Road State. Dining Hall. We love you, Bay State we Dining love you, Hall. Bay State. Um, but yeah, so I think, and I honestly, did, I didn't expect to go to Australia. I just kind of wanted to apply to see, weigh out my options. Um, but when I got the email saying that I got it, I, I don't know, I kind of knew that I needed to just like be in a different part of the world alone, a different part of the world, that, but that was still closer to my home. And that yeah. wouldn't take me like a bajillion hours to get home when it was done. Or I could like, and I did, I hung out back home for like a week or two before I left Australia. Um, but I really learned a lot about myself out there. And I think just by like doing something on my own like that, because for for years, I feel like since I had like, conscious thoughts like this one I just thought I couldn't be alone and I thought that loneliness meant that I was a loser or like loneliness meant that no one loved me um and just being in Australia because I wanted to be there because I wanted to experience something new that like which it sucks to say that like not all my friends could do and obviously like my family has like limited vacation time that not everyone could do but also like try out a field that like I technically I did a journalism program I'm technically not even I'm not a journalist like not even technically (laughs) I'm not either and it's my major (laughs) how funny how funny Um, I'm just going on and on about Australia and not even like I don't want to get into detail about stories because I have so much, so many stories. Um, but yeah, that was like a big turning point for me because it honestly was rough. I think I cried in my room alone a lot. Oh, babe. And I did things alone a lot that made me feel so sad. But by the end of it, I got like so used to it and I got really comfortable with like being myself and like presenting a version to myself to like my job, like the bosses at my job yes. and just like to Australia because I think I had an effort mentality where I'm like I don't live in this country like no one's gonna see me after I leave yeah and now I kind of carry that mentality everywhere I go but not as like cynical anymore it's like this is who I am I'm not gonna sugarcoat it or hide it or like change it for anyone this is me you know yes I love that that is my journey of self-discovery that's way too long but you know what I still think that's very important because it also shows, too, that, like, it came with maturity for you, too. That, like, you had this, you went and you traveled alone. You needed time for self-reflection to really be with your own feelings and have no distraction. You did, you went so far as to fully isolate yourself to have that moment. And I think if that's what you needed, more power to you. Why not? 
Like that's so, that's so healthy to just like take a moment. And I think that's what, I think that that's the, the cycle and the pattern that people don't realize that they need in order to get to a place of self-love is that they, you need like this moment to say, okay, I'm going to take a step back from all these external factors and really dig deep and figure out what's going on with me. And then that gets you to a place of saying, okay, like here's self-love. And of course I just condense that down into like a 15 to 20 second sentence or phrase. It obviously takes a lot of work and time for some people therapy yeah um it's however you want to do it um yeah and like it's an investment honestly it's an investment in your time energy sometimes money um but to like to feel like yourself and to feel comfortable with the fact that you are yourself i think is like the greatest Thing you could have in this world and honestly the at the end of the day every time you go to sleep every time you wake up that's what you have I will say yeah it is the single tool that sets you up for the rest of your life is being able to depend on yourself because mm-hmm. like I think of my speaking of my father hey dad my dad and I had a conversation about this and again Everybody chooses to live their lives in different ways, but, you know, there are some people, which, again, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, that, you know, will jump from relationship to relationship to relationship, and some people are just relationship people. I get it, yeah. I get it, but then there is this component of, like, you know, some people enjoy the sociability of being in a relationship, but then mm-hmm. some people are in it because they don't want to be alone and they have that fear of being alone or um, they don't know how to be alone or like be in their own mind. And I think one of the things that I've learned in college is my ability to happily be alone is something that will be very helpful and keep me prepared for the rest of my life. Because then when you think about it, like this is gonna sound so dark and sad and I don't mean it to sound like this, but when you think of like worst case scenario, like worst case scenario, you're alone. I, I for some reason, I'm not really like phased by that. I don't know if that's horrible. <laughs> but I feel like- you get, Do you get what I'm saying? Like, not- No, 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 I 100% get what you're saying and I feel the same way and I'm, I'm going to give an album credit because I feel like without this album, I, it was, this album has to do a lot with my self-love too, but it is, oh my gosh, why am I skimping on the name of it? You all are going to hate me. Wait. Because this is such an important album to me. Do you know what it is? I feel like I know what it is, you but know I don't, don't want to guess and have it be wrong. I have, No, just guess, just guess. Okay. Well, I was going to say like Rihanna Ante. Okay, also one, no, wait, so many good albums about that. That's, no, that's one of them for sure. But I was thinking more. Like Gaga? No, Melodrama Lord. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Right. Y'all are going to hate me for forgetting the name for a second. But like. Because, but she's disappeared. I don't know where she is. It makes sense that we where, forgot the name. You know why she's disappeared? Why? She was in the middle of creating her new album. No. Her dog died. What? That's yeah. why she stopped? Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand it. I would be very devastated, too. She's really no. disappeared. Yeah. Well, I also like the fact about Lord that she had a Finsta that was dedicated to, like, ranking onion rings that she was eating. I do remember that. While on tour. <laughs> I remember that. But, yeah, I think, yes. like, that album. So good. So, so good. Uh, like Two different uh, moods between Rihanna and Lord. Because here's the thing. If we're going into, like, breakup music, relationship music, or love music, or self-love music, or whatever. Rihanna Auntie's like, I'm badass. I can take care of myself. I'm good. Or even like, I'm going through something, but I'm good. And then melodrama's very like, I'm going through something, and I'm not good, but here are my feelings. Yeah. It's like, I'm not good, but I know everyone else is not good. So here's similar mood, anything by Mitski. Have you listened to Mitski? Yeah. Like from sophomore year to like the end of junior year, all of my playlists consisted of like Lord, Mitski, any like any of those other sad girlies. Yeah. But Lord, it's like I would on like the worst 
days where I was just like so in my head and like imposter syndrome was like my life. I would just listen to that album in full and just like feel for even for like a little bit that like I had something you know that sounds way darker than I mean it to think no but, but like that I had like a personality that wasn't like school work writer maybe you know it felt like there was something deeper um and I I don't know where I'd be without that album because I just think about how much it's helped me out. Me too. Ooh. And you know what's funny when I I it's funny that you bring this up because this past week I actually just started re-listening to melodrama. Oh, man. And it's funny to listen to it now in such a good mental place, in such a happy, independent place, and to go back and listen to it because now some of the songs sound like really happy to me even though they're sad yeah isn't that crazy like no like i wait what songs do you gravitate towards now uh, i need to pull out i can't reach my phone right now hold on be right back pot i'm gonna grab my phone <laughs> because i was gonna say that now i well when the album first came out my jam was Rider in the Dark, which, like, please look up the lyrics, everyone. It's very sad, and my mom knows the lyrics because it has something to I do with it. being my mother's child. But now I gravita gravitate towards, like, Green Light and Perfect Places. Yeah, I was going to say definitely Green Light and Perfect Places are my go-to. Um, I also just have always loved Homemade Dynamite. Oh, Great one. Oh my um, god, I'm gonna listen to this album later. <laughs> honestly, I can't even pick a song because it's that is the quintessential. Like I'm in my feels. It's such a good album. Love if you album. haven't listened to it, what are you doing? Yeah, I think I guess the verdict is, is our Valentine's Day music picks are Lord's Melodrama album and <laughs> Rihanna Anti. <laughs> oh, <what>? <laughs> two <laughs> very different albums. You, but, but you're absolutely correct. Maybe we should make a playlist. We'll make a playlist for our. Don't listeners. worry. We'll add, we'll add more songs. We'll add more songs. No, it's just those two albums. That's it. <laughs> okay. But Margo, my woman. Hello. Hi. When did you realize that, like, you loved yourself? I have to say I did not come to the conclusion of how much I cared for myself and authentically started taking care of myself probably until... It started at the end of sophomore year, but it didn't really solidify that I'm like, I was like, I'm good until I, I honestly want to say mid last year. Because now I'm like, at the beginning of senior year, I'm at this in this place starting at the beginning of senior year all the way up until now. And leading until the end, I'm like, I am so good. I love to like, hear that. You know, I'm like tearing up. Oh my gosh. No, we do not cry. I ah. am dandy. Oh, that's so sweet. I love you. <laughs> I just love to, and we'll like talk about friend love too, but I just love to hear that my friends are doing fine. So I, if I'm going to be just vague yet direct, I, my first relationship ended in the middle of my sophomore year. And cumulatively, if you, hold up like the beginning of when the relationship started and when it ended it was probably about like five years the individual who i was with would say no it was not but bookend to bookend and he's not important in this podcast bookend to bookend it was five years and so to put it lightly the relationship ended i would say pretty poorly considering like the circumstances it was just not a friendly end, which most endings are not friendly. Um, but it it really was hard for me because I was so used to being with this individual for such a long time. And we spent a lot of time together. And I considered this person like one of the number one people, like persons or people in my life. Um, and so a lot of the relationship and the consequences and the side effects of the relationship stuck with me for a really long time because it was like five years of material yeah <laughs> like no. that I had to process and work through and very understandable yeah it, and you know it's weird because 
So I started dating as a 15-year-old. The relationship ended right when I turned 20. And what's weird about it is like, I haven't dated since, and it's not because I don't want to date. I'm just like, I needed space to breathe. And I told myself that I was not going to rush into something just to say that I, I've i been dating. Yeah. Wanted that time to take care of myself and be on my own. And I have fully taken that time off and I love it. And I feel great. And I have a great relationship with myself and I feel so strong and I have rehealed myself and built everything up because I if I'm going to be honest I was very heartbroken and I still have moments where things will remind me of him or you know memories and things like that and I it will bother me a little bit but not anywhere near the caliber of how much it it used to yeah um and so now I'm like I am so glad that I have taken this time for myself to just do what do me and do whatever I want to do and take a breather because I think if I didn't do that I would have been like so insecure and so questioning and I even look back on my younger self like end of sophomore year when I had just come out of it and I kept thinking like I I will do anything to make this person happy like how can I get this person to come back into my life like I miss this person or whatever and I like pushed through that which is a horrible feeling. thing to do because it's like yeah. the more you give someone, it's it's like the less you're giving yourself. And then it's like, what do you have? Yeah. So um, I don't really, I don't know. It was definitely an interesting experience, but that relationship ending was the inflection point for me of saying, you've taken care of a person for five years in some capacity or another. I'm not saying that there wasn't a moment where he did not take care of me, but the general cyclical pattern of the relationship was like me taking care of another individual. So, um, you know, it caused me to get to the point of like, it's time to take care of yourself. Like, let's walk away and take care of yourself. And I will continue to say it, but that single moment of me taking a deep breath and saying, everything's blocked, cutting all contact. Anyone that you know that knows that individual is blocked mm-hmm. and setting a boundary, that was the first step, step that I took for self-love and I haven't looked back since. And I will continue to be very kind and polite and civil, but the greatest decision that I ever made for myself was to identify like the unhealthiness and when I did that, I, I, I again have given myself this tool of like, if I could do that, if I could walk away from something that, and someone that I was so in love with that I spent so much time with, and do, like knowing that I did that for me, like I know that I am in a good spot. And now I'm like, so happy. So I think the, again, moral of the story here too, is like, it sucks when relationships end whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship with a family member, whether it is a romantic relationship. Um, but, you know, you you move on. And at the end of the day, you look back and you realize it was for the best. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel about this relationship. It ended fully for the best. I'm glad. Yeah. Because it's like I'm happy on my own and... I I don't know what this individual is up to now. <laughs> he once again but he does not matter. Does not does not matter. Podcast in our live like no. Assuming good place, who really knows? But I can only speak for me in saying that like, oh man, I am so happy. I'm so happy I am you're happy. So happy and like when it comes to moving on to this next phase in my life of like leaving Boston and going to New York, I am so excited. And my head feels so clear. And I I think too, when we even go back to our episode about eating is like like eating and sleeping and taking care of yourself. I didn't realize it until I got out of that relationship, but like was not eating, was not sleeping at all. Like I was, but it wasn't like 
the same as nourishing my body or even like enjoying food or it was just like eating to it was like survive performative it was performative you did it because which hurts me i know it's sad and it well it hurts me too because like when i think about my younger self and wanting to go back to her or, or not wanting to go back to her but i mean like turning to her and saying like i'm like i'm sorry it's just i i think of her and i'm like buddy like you were so much better than this you did not need to stick around and take care of a person like that yeah. But then the upside for me is like, at least I learned that now, or at least I learned that is like a 15 to 20 year old so that I know going into the rest of my life that I will not make that mistake again. Yeah. And you're so much stronger for it so too. much stronger. I mean, I wouldn't change anything. I, I mean, I would I wouldn't change anything, even though the relationship was not ideal. Yeah. Looking back in hindsight, still would not change anything because I needed that experience to get to this point of like, feeling the most confident I've ever felt in my life, feeling so independent, feeling so strong, feeling so intelligent, feeling so like I love myself Listen, and I can say it. And I it's, love that. And it's not, it doesn't feel weird to me. I just want to say before we move on, listen, y'all, this woman's going to like take over the world. <laughs> she she <laughs> is going to do so many great things. I'm so excited to be her best friend through it all. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me cry now. We're just crying. And I'm excited to get all the free things from whatever PR agency. <laughs> Curly, you're the top of my list. Oh, thank you. <laughs> my famous author friend. I'm excited. Oh my gosh, fingers Penguin Random House, here she comes. Here I am, baby. <laughs> so on that note of heaviness, <laughs> I guess this does kind of go into like, our next topic of conversation but like doing doing what you love and loving what you do yes and we talked about this a little bit over our milk bar but i think that you and it goes hand by oh i can't speak right now hand in hand with self-love but like you have to love what you do in life maybe it's career Maybe it's like the random yoga class you take every Wednesday or like the hobbies that you set aside for yourself to do. But I don't know. I feel like we, we're we part of like the hustle generation where a lot of it is like grinding every day at like really sucky jobs for like being able to afford a one week vacation. And then you're back to grinding the rest of the week. But no, I want to be obsessed and in love with like what I'm going to do in the future and what I choose to do as like a career. I want multiple careers because I love so many things. I'm so passionate about so many things. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel too. I I just, yeah, because here's the thing. I love school and school has been one of the greatest gifts of my life, as you heard us both sob about in last week's episode. Um, and I love it. I was doing things that I loved. And now I feel even more excited because I'm like, as I've, I've started updates since last week, is that I've started doing a little bit, like a little bit, like a hair of networking. Yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited. I know something you guys don't, and I'm really excited that I know it. Well. Is all I will say. I've done just a slight little touch of it. And it's getting me very excited because I'm like, I can do, this is going to sound really ballsy, but I'm like, I can do whatever I want to do. I can reach out to these people. I can say hello. I can meet new people. I can find like find companies I'm interested in. And at the end of the day, the job stuff doesn't seem as daunting to me because I'm like, at the end of the day, it's up to me. Mm -hmm. I get to pick what I'm going to do. And I am so excited about that. And on top of that, I have been so inspired by the love and confidence my friends have been giving me and I usually get shy about what's going on in my work life which is really funny I'm I'm very shy about it and after some of these things have happened nothing really that crazy I have told my friends about it and it's just so sweet because all of my friends have been like we love you we're so proud of you like you're killing it you're doing great and 
not only is it nice to do what you love and be excited about doing what you love, but it's also nice to make like these experiences fun for yourself and then tell your friends along the way and have them be loving and supportive. That's my little take on doing what you love, loving what you do is like the way that my friends have been incorporated into it. So I love to be an incorporated supporter friend. Oh man, yeah. I'm so excited to see what you do. Oh, thank you. I mean, I have no idea what it's going to be yet. It's, oh no, none of us do really. But it's you can still... flex like you do, but you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Even if you're like 30 and you have a quote unquote job, you don't know what you're going to Yeah, I have no idea. Doing. But I mean, I do think at the end of the day, my dad's human resources um, person who is one of my favorite humans in the world, Stacy? She and I had to talk about jobs over winter break. And I told her what my strategy was, which is the most basic strategy of all time. And it's just, what companies do I love? Which isn't really, I mean, to me, it doesn't feel that groundbreaking. But for some people, it might be because they're mm-hmm. conditioned to be in a certain position or realm or whatever. And she said to me, what are the last four letters of enthusiasm? I-A-S-M. And she said to me, what do you think that stands for? And I was like, I have no idea. I took a moment to think and collect myself. And I said, I really have no idea. And she said, I am sold myself. That's really beautiful. Enthusiasm. I am sold myself. Thank you, if yours, Yeah, thank you, Queen. If you are sold yourself, you will be enthusiastic. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. If you are enthusiastic, you are sold yourself. It's like settling in my mind. So that's like my take on doing what you love and loving what you do is that you've got to understand the mission and love the mission and be a part of the mission of wherever you're going to end up when company, industry, field, Sphere, world, family, whatever. You're sold yourself. Yep. That's my full take on it. And I love that. Of course, not every situation is going to be sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. with self-love, with a job, with a side hustle. We've had moments on this pod where we've had technical difficulties and we wanted to scream. I freaked out. Yep. No, we did freak out. We had an episode <laughs> fully delete. We did not have an external hard drive. And... But you know what? It was fine. Here we are having a very blissful podcast episode. We're still sold. The future is out there. Yeah. The present is going to be the past in like 0.0001 seconds, you know? Yeah. So that's kind. That's my take on all of that is just my, – my, my other big takeaway, though, is that even if a scenario is not – great and not ideal and I don't mean that in work I mean I really mean it in any predicament and this is just how I live my life is like where can I find the love and positivity in this moment how can I look on the bright side Mm -hmm. it's hard to it's hard to like push through and see it but and even I have like days where I'm like oh well the weather sucks and this isn't going right and that isn't going right I'm just going to be negative but then and we're allowed those moments of negativity. We're allowed to, like, complain. Fully. Part of self-love. Because if we bottle it up, we're just going to be frustrated and projected on other people. And that's not very self-love of you. But I think also taking time to, like, breathe a little bit. And I don't know. This may be too Virgo of me. But, like, making a list of things that are working out and things that, haven't gone entirely wrong and things that are still out there for you to like take advantage of and grab for yourself really keep you motivated and I think a big part of that is also surrounding yourself with like good people so so true another question yeah what do why do we love people and not just in the romantic sense like why do we love family why do we love friends Loved ones, significant others, you know, like why? I can give you full answer. Give it to me. So I think the thing that I I need the most in my relationships that I've concluded over the years is I I love being, which this is 
a part of the human condition, but I love that my family and my friends make me feel heard yeah, and valued. Like I have family and friends that are always, like I know are always fully listening to me and hearing what I am saying. They give me the platform to use my voice. And that's really what I notice is a common thread amongst all of my friends and family. And I also know too that they all support me and my endeavors, like kind of like what we talked about last week of understanding that I and supporting the fact that I can do whatever I set my mind to. Yeah. It's empathy. At the it end is. of the day, it's like... It's empathy. Empathy. And then from that branches out like respect and I guess the the main concept of love too and just empathy. I think the world needs more empathy. Um, and that takes a lot too to create like a good understanding of what empathy is. It's a lot of communication, a lot of communication, but like it's so worth it. Yeah. Because like it is another investment in self-love if you don't want to feel like bad in a relationship that or a situation that you can like save, I guess, then you just need to like talk and communicate and even just like letting things go and like saying it out loud will feel so much better than like bottling it all in and like saving it to like explode onto people later, you know? Yeah. What about you? I'd honestly say the same. I think yeah. like I I'd like to think that I surround myself with people that I would a hundred percent drop everything to be there for and yes, they would do the same. I agree. No doubt. Like that's just how and honestly, I'm not even gonna lie, people who haven't like given me that same energy, I have no trouble with saying bye to. Yeah, like, I, I'll I still be there. Also, the, I'll still be there at the end of the day. I'm. I don't think I'm that like. I don't think I'm that strict about cutting people off. Yeah, because I just suck. And I, if someone comes up to me and they're like, "I have this problem," <laughs> even though we don't talk anymore, of course I'm going to be like, "What do you need?" Um, say no more. Say no more. Just like pinching myself under the table. Um, but no, I think like. I'll be there for people, but I won't reach out for them if they haven't, like, given it back to me in the past or, like, at any time in my life, I guess. What I'm trying to say is that, like, I surround myself with people who are empathetic for a reason. And if you're not that, then, like, you're not in my close circle to me because I don't need that energy. That energy is not going to do anything for me, really. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel is it's, like, if it's not working – it's not healthy. Yeah. So I think that's a really good strategy and a good mindset. It's the, it's like a healthy mindset to have. Yeah, it's it taking is. care of yourself. It is. And it sounds harsh. And honestly, people may like use the B word and be like, you're being such a B word. Um, but hey, people will walk out whenever they want to. Why can't I get to decide who's in my life and who impacts me yeah and like who will be there when like I'm doing things and like I'm struggling or succeeding or both you know yeah I get to decide I don't yes, you I won't do. I won't feel bad for people just because they've made me feel bad and now they want to come back into my life no and that's I get to decide I can't even I don't even have anything to say following up to that because you've <laughs> stated it all so beautifully is it time to help other people? <laughs> yes, I say so. Yay. Okay, so we reached out to our Instagram followers and we asked them um, if they had any love-centered themed issues going on before slash during Valentine's Day. Um, and we're just going to kind of dive into them, I guess. And we're not going to say their names. No. For like their their privacy. Yes, keeping it chill. So we had one user ask, or one follower of us ask, how do you navigate feeling isolated from people you thought you were friends with? Ooh. 
this kind of goes with what I was saying. That's so yeah. funny. Feeling isolated from people. Okay. Um, and I don't mean this in a harsh way at all, but if you have to think about them being your friends, oh, you're are they actually? Thoughts. That's exactly what I was going to say. Am I thinking your thoughts? Yeah. And like you, you shouldn't be responsible for navigating anything except your own life, except your own path. If you have to navigate how you fit into someone else's life, babe, Ooh, it's not worth it. Big snaps to that. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly how I feel, too, about this question is if you even have to call into question or think or create a strong effort around this friendship, it's just not worth it anymore. I mean, obviously, like my whole thing is it's a two-way street. Yeah. And when you're in sync with a friend or any loved one, you know it. Like you can feel that you're on the same page. So it's like why waste your energy with people who aren't treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. Yeah, and I will add, if you're feeling like it's past the point of like being able to communicate with them, it's past that point and like you need to take this time. Don't see it as isolation. See it as like being alone in the positive sense. If they are not trying to give you the same energy you're giving them, fine. Like, direct it towards yourself and focus on yourself. Do something great for you. It sucks to say, but move on because you'll be fine at the end of the day. As long as you repeat to yourself, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I promise you. And the other thing is to lean on and pay attention to the people that have been giving you respect and care in your life and spend more time with those people. Yeah, even if it's your mom, even if it's like FaceTiming your mom more than you usually do. Yeah, fully. Go for it. No shame in being a mama's child. Never. Really. Never, ever. We got another question that says, help, what do you get your boyfriend for Valentine's Day? Which is so funny. Well, we talked about this. We did have a whole discussion. Yeah, we had a whole discussion. We were like preparing for this question. Um, I think we have three options. Yes. Can I just shoot them yeah, out? Yeah, shoot them out, babe. Maybe we'll think of some more. But one, at Milk Bar, you can buy pretty much everything they have there for $20. Have a dessert It's their night. greatest hits. Greatest hits. Bam. Two, bake something for them. Or cook. If or you cook. If you know exactly what your man's likes to eat for dinner. Do it. That would be so <laughs> cute. <laughs> Cook or bake, um, surprise them. Three, just like a classic like candy box, like their favorite sweets. That'd I will really also cute. say four. If they're a coffee drinker or a matcha drinker or a whatever, there are a lot of those like coffee kits that you can get. Like I know that or like, you know, like coffee beans, like a frother or whatever, something Ooh. like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's really cute. Oh, and then like 4.5, a card. Write always. a little love letter. Always. That's always so sweet and people always forget to do it. Yeah. I've been, yeah. Drafted ahead of time if you want to pop off and do a whole like, my love for you is endless type of thing. <laughs> so <laughs> cute. <laughs> Okay, the third question is, one of my friends has separation anxiety. How can I help her? Wow, I don't know. One of my friends has separ- Well, this is hard because if one of your friends has separation anxiety, it's definitely more of the job of your friend to work on herself, I would say, in terms of like making herself feel comfortable on her own. I think that's something that like, she'll have to take care of over time and fix over time. I, you know what I mean? Because it's like if someone, we're laughing because Noelle's friend submitted this question about Noelle. And <laughs> it is about me. It's about Noelle. Noelle. I don't, okay, I, listen. Listen. I don't think it's not, it's not separation anxiety. I'm not like a mother attached to their like, or a child attached to their mother's leg. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> but I just got really sad about not seeing my friends anymore. So roommate who will remain unnamed for her privacy, this is how you solve it. 
pay attention to me. Here's what, you know what? I have an answer to this question. The two of you need to link up your Google calendars, find a mutual date to hang out, get it on the calendar every week or every other week. Problem solved. Bam. You hear that, unnamed roommate? Google Calendar. Coordinate. That's how the separation anxiety will go away until Noelle works on her separation <laughs> anxiety. Oh anxiety. Her separation anxiety anxiety. I don't even think it's separation anxiety, but like whatever. We'll, you, we'll move on, I You will guess. be fine, my love. I'll be fine. I'll, I'm being a baby right now. Okay. <laughs> the same, this isn't even a question, but I just thought it was really cute. The same unnamed roommate asked us, why are we so cool? That's really sweet. Thank you. I, it, I'm i glad you think that. Yeah. I haven't thought I was cool, cool. It's, it's ever. Here's the thing, though. Because it is a self-love episode, I'm like, I love me, but I know I'm not cool. I'm dorky as hell. Yeah, But same. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's exactly what I know what it I, is. like, come off as cool because, like... But you are. My, no, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. I, my <laughs> sister just helps me dress, I promise you. But, like, I'm... I'm like not cool at all, but thank you, unnamed roommate, for saying that about we us. We appreciate you. Yeah. So we're gonna transition now over to this week's edition of House of Horoscope, and Noe found an article on Refinery Twenty Nine, and it says this is how dating by your star sign works, which I'm kind of scared about. This it's it's a ha- honestly it's a trip to read. Maybe we'll include it in the uh, the show notes. Yeah. Um, but one quote that has really caught my eye in it is, is dating based on an astrological compatibility any more ridiculous than dating based on how someone looks in three carefully selected pictures and a 30-word bio? Whoa. So, like, horoscope compatibility versus it's funny. dating apps. It's funny because, I mean, I don't think... I don't think today, I don't know any people that have said, oh, he's a, oh, like, I'm, I need to figure out what he or, or excuse me, their signs are. Um, it's an after the fact. It's thing. like an after the fact thing. The only time I do see it coming into play is if you have dated a sign. I don't, do you want to get me started on Sagittarius people? I... <laughs> I'm like sweating. <laughs> but that's exactly what it is. It's like if you've dated someone that has a certain star sign and it didn't end well or maybe it ended okay or I don't I don't know. If it's ended weird, that's when I see the reluctance come in. I mean, you yeah. saw it with me last week when we saw that movie. Yeah. I was like Peter Kavinsky's a Taurus and I know it. Here. And then we looked it alone. up. Noah Centineo is a Taurus. And I was like... Yeah, so this is, is the other actor, which made me sad. Yeah, so I was like, this is why I'm upset. Again, do I take it seriously? No. But I do think people jokingly say it. And it's definitely a thing on social media. Yeah. But just for fun, I want to look up our both of our compatibility signs. Oh, yikes. All right. Let's see what mine is. Babe, you are most compatible with an, ooh, <laughs> ooh, an what? Aries or <laughs> you're not going to like this. You're going to tell me I'm the most compatible with a Taurus, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of the bars are there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Unfortunately, I, I knew Oh, but then, hmm. but then, oh my gosh, you're also really compatible with Virgo. Well, I knew, I also knew that. Okay. But well, I have, I have two, Scorpio. I have two Virgo friends, two Virgo besties. So, I mean, it makes, makes sense. sense. It makes sense. Also with your own sign. Yeah. Especially with me being a Capricorn, like Virgos and Capricorns are both very like. Yeah. We got it done. We got it done. Yeah. But the Taurus thing, I'm. Ooh. I'm sorry. Such a yikes. <laughs> it's okay. I'm fine. Okay. Let's see mine. Oh my gosh. I wonder if we can. I'm be- also Taurus. Taurus. I always feel like I say it wrong. Cancer. 
Alan Scorpio are like my three biggest. And Capricorn, obviously, I said that. Yeah. Interesting. It me. It, it you. Yeah. I still want to read my co-star today because I've had some really interesting energy yesterday. Really yesterday. So I kind of want to see what's going on with my star sign. And then we will Let's see it. get the show on the road. So I guess I do all updates. Let's see. So it says, write something and read it out loud to someone today. I have power in thinking and creativity and social life. I have pressure in work and self and trouble with spirituality. Today's moon transit is asking you to be brave, yet patient in the face of conflict. You're not looking for compliments, just recognition of your efforts and talents. Still, don't get too frustrated when people don't come through. Call in your talents to help you transform through crisis. You may experience this as your curiosity feeding what you wish to be known and admired for. Collect yourself before interacting with others. The general theme of your life during this period is to quiet the demands of your ego and express your individuality Individuality as a part of something larger. Vulnerability is potent, not feeble. Ooh. Ooh. That's fun. It is very fun. I will say I feel kind of in the middle about this one. Oh. I do under I do feel the bravery and patience in the face of conflict given my busy schedule lately. Mm-hmm. Um but and yeah, I I do think this first part of that I'm looking for recognition of efforts in my hard work is where I really feel like I need that love, especially like last weekend and this upcoming weekend with my busy schedule. Um, But I just have been taking a deep breath and doing my headspace meditations. Um, It's funny because when I originally read this horoscope, I was like, oh, is this talking about my career? And instead I've noticed that it is coming through more with my Panhellenic position. Mm. So, I guess the one part that relates to my job is this last part, which is um, expressing my individuality is a part of something larger. When it comes to me looking for jobs, like I'm looking to be a part of a company and be a part of a team and have one goal together. Yeah. Opposed to it being about me. Yeah. That's that. That's, that's fun. That's the scoop. Something to think about. Food for thought. Food for thought. What about you, lovey? Um, mine is, well, the little light bulb says, there is no way to have a boring relationship. And then I have power in spirituality, love, and self. And I have pressure in work, thinking, and creativity, and social life. And then the big thing says, um, today is not a good day to try to assert your freedom and take steps towards your own independence. Codependence is a temporary fix. Ooh. 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 You're in, a, you're in a safe safe place to transform through crisis. You may experience this as your curiosity supporting your drive to change the world around you. Notice how much you enjoy being around others. I do. Notice how much people enjoy being around you. I hope. The broad focus of your life during this time is to clear away built-up structures that have been holding you back. If you live, if you learn to live with the real ugly impermanence of life you'll see that you already always had a safety net Ooh, what do you think hmm i honestly don't know i don't like well i don't like the first one but i think because i don't like her maybe she's true yeah why do you think that's the case of you not liking her and it potentially being true well, because, okay, so I work, I all I did today was go to work, so I'm feeling, it's like a very baby thing. Yeah. But I'm thinking because I was just, like, doing things for, like, other people, I guess, today. I've just, like, it's one of those days where I'm, like, frustrated and I want to, like, do what I want. Um, But then, I don't know, the codependence thing is interesting to me. I don't really get that. And then... I enjoy being around other people. That's why I have quote-unquote separation anxiety. 
and I hope people enjoy being around me, aka unnamed roommate. Be my friend when I get home. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one was pretty good. It is good. I still am really liking CoStar. So yeah, still have not done anything with the pattern. No, I haven't either. Yeah, I deleted um, it again. Oh, good. I'm glad you did. It's scary. It's evil. It is sorcery. Well, on that note, we would like to thank you guys for listening. We will be back next Wednesday. We will record again next Wednesday, so yeah. next week. Happy Valentine's Day, yeah. Galentine's Day, Palentine's Day. Yes, and if you watch the new To All the Boys I Love Before too, please message us. We want to know your thoughts. Please. Okay. Please give us your thoughts. Yeah, please do. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Spotify at St. Omar Podcast and on Instagram at St. Omar Pod.